This is a download from Wireless Theatre. Painted Blind by Adam Elms. It must be love, and that's for Lionel from Landodno. More requests soon, but first, following on from our rather controversial and extremely heated debate last week about the reinstatement of capital punishment, today we ask you, Ant or Deck, which do you prefer? Who's the better looking? And can you even tell which one's which? You know the number to ring. Now, we've been taking your requests all morning on this St. Valentine's Day, and they've been flooding in. This is from Simon of Wolverhampton for his au pair, Melanie. He says, I love you, my little snuggleberry. See you at the travel lodge in Kidderminster on Thursday. <laughs> Isn't that lovely? Coming up after this, Janine's had her hysterectomy and is well and truly recovered. She's here with the latest traffic news and we pose the question, are cats inherently evil? You know the number to ring. It's February 14th, it's Valentine's Day and this is for you, Melanie. Sorry, were you listening to that? Oh, jeez. It must be love. Must. Why must it? It could be love. That would fit. It most probably isn't love, that's more the heart of it. But it doesn't quite trip off the tongue. Hello, 3597. Oh, hello there. Is that who I think it is? No, no, he's gone to the shops. Oh, what a sense of humour you have, sir. I wonder if you remember me. My name's Vanessa and I'm from the BBC. Vanessa, I'm answering no questions, so you're wasting your breath, quite frankly. Sure, I thought this would be your response, Then so... why the hell did you bother in the first place? Was it because your parents divorced? What did I just say? I know firsthand how dreadfully that can affect the child. My folks split fairly late in life too, so... I'm not discussing it. How much clearer can I be? He got the bungalow, but she kept the greyhound. They still talk on the phone, via email and such forth, but, well, what can you do? Me? I can hang up. So, your parents divorced... Separated. Sure, sure, but... Was that the main cause of your retirement, would I'm you say? unbelievably bored by this. Six years retired now, is that right? We all thought you would come back, like take that, or flares. I have flares come back? I've got a pair. But rather foolishly, I imagine my retirement to be somewhat quieter, you know. More walking baths and saga holidays and less hacks. I must say I'm a bit surprised by your attitude. All that we want is to tell your story, the true account... People really care. Well, they treated me as non-existent for years, for Christ's sake. How can that be caring? They care. <laughs> Don't fob me off with all that sentiment. I'm sensing some hostility. Oh, bravo. You get a gold star. Oh, I thought you of all people would be kind. I said to our editor, he'll have mellowed in his old age, gone back to how he used to be. But it's clear, meals on wheels and osteoporosis have soured you beyond all recognition. I'm not who I was. That's the bottom line. And I, I don't wish to be. I'm so sorry to disappoint you, my dear. It's a most unromantic statement on such a joyous day. Anything you'd like to say to the public on February the 14th? Yes, roll on February the 15th. Microwavable dinner for one and a lonely death for you, is it? I died years ago. Vanessa. Now you go and drown yourself and you can quote me on that. <sighs> sorry. I'd rather you not heard all that. See, the problem with a gin and tonic is it's nothing without a wedge of lemon. I only drink at lunch times now. I find it helps me through the afternoon. Then, by tea time, I can't remember what I was so depressed about in the morning. <laughs> it's a winning system. And it's a perfect accompaniment to bargain hunt. Got a text message this morning from the ex-wife. Let me just... Uh, hold on. Uh, wishing you 
Oh, that's the letter U. Not even spelled properly. I abhor that kind of sloppiness. Uh, a very happy Valentine's Day, darling. I know in your heart, miss the E out of heart. I mean, <laughs> I mean, who the hell would do that? Anyway, where was I? Um, I know in your heart there is still love and warmth and strength. Please let us all see it again sometime soon. I'm so sorry you still feel like you've lost that important part of yourself. Thinking of you today, as always, lots of love, Maria. Love, spelled L-U-V. <laughs> because three letters is fine, but four just seems bloody excessive. Yeah, every year a text like that pops up and I just text back a simple thanks. No kisses. You've got to learn the system for kisses on text messages. None, not interested. One, ah, oh, you're a mate. Two, ah, oh, you're a good mate. Three, mm, I probably would. Four or more, I'll bring the oysters, you bring the Barry White LP. <laughs> That's the system. You disregard it at your peril. A young person taught me that in my uh, me final few years at work. Romance has been killed off. Like a character in a play. We don't really know what romance is. Roses wilt. Chocolate truffles give us diabetes. Hotel rooms are so expensive only bankers can afford them and a stroll under the stars is ruined by smog and flash floods. And to think, I used to be a poet. At one time. Feels like a different life. Oh, Jesus wept. And so it begins. Oh, no, nine minutes past midday. Blimey, they've left a late this time. Bugger off! You'd think relocated to Hemel Hempstead would have thrown him off the scent. We know you're here. We can see the light on. It comes on automatically. And you just spoke. I'm throwing my voice. Well, that's some skill you have. Thank you. I'm actually in Gambia. How interesting. Yes, so please feel free to leave a message after the beep. Beep! Why does it have to be like this every year? Well, now, isn't that the $64 million question? Do you fancy answering that one? Come on, pal. I'm freezing my arse off on the step. I've been up since about five this morning and my flask of soup went for a burton in the jag on the drive here. So it's not been an overly lucky day. You hear that sound? What's sound? That's the sound of me really trying to give a toss for you and your mulligatawny. Witty. Yes, I, I like that one. You're a modern Nigel coward. Noel. What? It's Noel coward, you cretin. Are you from the mirror by any chance? Does it really matter? Well, I want to know if I have to disinfect the doorstep or not. Oh. And it was oxtail. Just in case you're interested. Homemade. I never eat mulligatawny. It sets off my acid reflux. What? You have time to make your own soup and hack people's answer phone messages? Christ. Well, good luck to you. That's grossly unfair and libelous. Let me tell you what's on mine. I've got one from my mum. She's 94, bless her. She just rang to say she'd got the countdown conundrum. It was abattoirs, apparently. And there's a buy one, get one free on scouring pads at Aldi. It's handy to know, actually. Are you going to waste my entire day like this? Same question to you. Five minutes of cooperation or five hours of aggravation? Which would you prefer? You'll have to leave before too long. Starvation's bound to kick in. Or pneumonia. 
then you'll clamber back into your unwashed Vauxhall, if that's the same steel coffin you rocked up in last February, and speed home for a glass of scotch and a good sneer at question time. And you'll wonder how your life has ended up like this. You underestimate me, mate. I once camped outside Chesney Hawks' front gate for 53 straight hours with nothing but an umbongo and two black current lockets. So think on. Not a peep more. It's so kind of you to drop by. This is my final bow. No curtain calls. Thank you and good night. I'm all right. I bought a heated cushion. Incredible thing. You whack it in a microwave and it's toasty for hours. And got the whole of Breaking Bad on my tablet. Only on season two, pal. Sorry. Like a fat man at a carvery, I ain't moving for quite some time. The battle of endurance begins right now. I don't know who tips these weasels off. <sighs> Good afternoon. It's a better latte than never a coffee house. It's a free espresso if your name's Awad. Can I help you? Oh, Oh, sorry, I think I may have got the wrong number. Oh, what a pity. Uh, ciao, Bella. She'll ring again in a mo, will Julie? You know what, I feel like, uh, I feel like I'm on the run. It's a hunt. The trumpets are blasted and I'm the sodding fox. Gin, come forth. I'm the reason the Bombay Sapphire owners all have speedboats and condos in Miami. Anyway... Cheerio! I must find one of my poems. You'll probably mock and tease and snort at it, but please remember I was in the first flush of youth at the time and rather linguistically challenged. You meet so many people in this line of business, so, so many, and the experience, all those experiences of those personalities and the emotions and the consequences of working closely with them, it's all channelled into my writing. Now, I never fell out of love with people, just myself. There's fragments of my soul scattered across those pages. That's probably where the majority of my love still sits. It's been lost for so long now, I reckon that's where it's gone. Into my work. Love and passion and affection and comfort. A girl I cared about years ago said, any boy who wrote and spoke their own poetry had a way to her heart. Alas, I never did find that. I went my own way. A different way. Hark! Methinks Julie doth return on yonder telephonic device, seeking counsel. That safe a word, Sarah, but one word. No, no, get thee gone, thou venomed flapdragon. Oh, hello, good afternoon. You've reached the newfangled florists, back to the fuchsia. We've got no chrysanthemums or lilacs at the moment, but we've got some lovely self-raising flowers. Uh. Sorry, I keep getting the wrong number. Is this a joke? No, I don't find it particularly amusing, madam. But then the last time I cracked a smile was 1978 when I saw a nun walk head first into a bus stop. <laughs> I want the number 01442. Well, good for you, but that ain't this number. We can't always get what we want. Better luck next time, all right, darling? Bye. <laughs> Daft old Sal. The question that keeps circulating in my brain is Daily Telegraph or Sunday Sport? It's one or the other. 
She came round last year. Stood on the edge of the rockery for hours, eating a crayfish salad, and pleaded for me to pop my head out. That was when I had that little cottage in Ilfracombe. I'm not checking it. No. It'll be best wishes and our condolences or thinking of you today or something similar. Won't you come back? Why won't you come back? You won't be able to take it for long, etc, etc, etc. Oh, God, it'd be like the Rolling Stones. Oh, OK. One more tour. Just one more for luck. This mobile is superfluous anyway. I don't want to be contacted. And my relationship with technology is, well, strained. I can't see the dials on the microwave, for one thing. My computer rests upstairs in an office, barely touched in years. I've got no use for it. I mean, I mean, I know how clever it is, the internet, but it's... Anyway, it's all just pornography and videos of sodding cats falling into cardboard boxes. No. Not interested, thanks. She's persistent. Lord, she's persistent. Like a woodpecker. <clears throat> yeah, a Chinese takeaway... That is such a cliché, and and possibly a little bit racist. So, I've done florists and coffee, haven't I? Oh, lovely. Good afternoon. You've reached the Vaudevillian bike shop, Minstrel Cycles. We deliver to Worcester and Oldham only. How may I be of service? Okay, this is ridiculous. Is this you? Is it you? You? That's the fifth fowl, a female sheep and a language spoken in Ghana, I think you'll find. I should have recognised you from the bitter tone of your speech, really, shouldn't I? I knew it was you. Immediately the phone rang and the walls started weeping with blood. <sighs> Are you still there, Julie? Julie! Oh, don't give me the Buster Keaton treatment. I do so enjoy our little dialogues. They're crafted nuggets of 18 karat gold, Julie. Remind me, Julie, uh, which toilet paper do you work for? Because uh, if you have the manner of the telegraph and the morals of the sport. It's tricky. This won't be the last time I try today. Try what? To get to the root of things. What do you think? Oh, I'm sure it won't, Julie. You keep ringing, I'll keep answering. It's a winning formula. Alexander Graham Bell will be bloody proud. Well, you're not quite lubricated enough yet. Uh, uh, four strongbows, two gins and counting. And we're getting there, aren't we? It's nice of you to get into contact. I've got nobody to talk to here. The, the cat ran away. You haven't got a cat? I know, it, it ran away. Oh, why you've shut yourself down like this, God only knows. I think you may feel much better when you tell someone what is in that head and that heart of yours. Are you frightened? Is that it? Who's silent now? Has that magical touch of yours evaporated altogether? Hmm. We will speak later, won't we? Properly. For the first time. Happy Valentine's. Enjoy your cider. I'm supposed to be ex-directory, but... But there you are. No point fussing over it. They'll always seek me out somehow. I find I mind less and less when I have Strongbow in the cabinet. Double glazing salesmen and those imbeciles with PPI or British gas or whatever, they get a similar treatment. I'll pretend to be deaf or Armenian. That's the usual shape of things. 
sod off. For crying out loud. I think texting should go the way of fax machines. Why has the art of letter writing gone? Hmm? It's dead and cremated. What, apart from at Christmas, when you get a round-robin of the most sleep-inducing and depressing crap you've ever read, from, inverted commas, acquaintances you met skiing in 1976. Tommy has got 32 A stars in his A-levels, and he's now going to Oxford to study snobbery. Whilst Michael, he's still with the Rotary Club, and I'm going through a difficult menopause. My mother's got dementia. Aunt Reenie's died of a brain hemorrhage in August. My father-in-law's in a care home, and my best mate's house got flattened by a huge sycamore after the heavy weedens. Anyway, have a wonderful Christmas. Thanks, actually, I'm off to stick my head in the oven. Oh, and they're always typed. Your name's scrawled in blue biro at the top. Oh, how personal. We wrote letters. My clients wrote letters. You arranged meetings on an actual telephone and you had to stick to it. You, you couldn't message them or send an email. Taking care and attention over a letter to someone you really wanted to write to, there was a real pleasure in that. I wrote to a, a lover in Italy on light purple notepaper. You sprayed a little fragrance, maybe. Your penmanship was beautiful. It sang your words to the recipient. A time when LOL didn't exist. Think of the skip of the heart, recognising the handwriting on the front. <laughs> they wrote in the war. Letters to the front line and back again. The love in those envelopes is unlike any other throughout the world. And for some fighters, that would have been the last thing they read. The final glimpse of love. Of their love. <sighs> I should have stuck to spirits. I don't know if you've noticed, but cider does make me maudlin. And, and don't get me started on greetings cards and, oh, love songs. No, seriously. It's an avenue you do not want me to head down. You don't mind if I stick the telly on for a bit, do you? It's the usual dross, I expect. Next here on 4, a sensitive documentary following four individuals' quest to find love in a rather unusual way. I Married My Pet, coming up next. Oh, Jesus wept. Are you tired of being lonely? Didn't get a degree? Like socialising with others who don't know their Latin from their Klingon? Then you need to sign up with Stupid Cupid, a dating service that allows you to meet potential partners with an exceptionally low IQ. That is obscene. It's truly obscene. Ladies, have you got thrush? Right, that's that. I cannot stand any more of this. It's why I stopped working and stopped my calling. The mantle has been halted in its tracks. No more! Romantic is not a word I comprehend these days. Love is out and gardening is in. Trips to the National Trust and all that. Stamp collecting and classical concerts. Ah, the amoeba returns. No Jehovah's at this address. Can't you read the sign? I think the Guardian are here, pal. But if they live in the Hampstead area and are carrying a pot of hummus, it's certain. She's got a smug grin in a calf kids and bag. The people rest, my lord. 
Shall I tell her she's wasting her time? Uh, you've already decided who to chat to. I- informally, of course. Just informal, like. Say to her there's a lovely coffee house down the road she can wait in until I'm ready. They've got lemon and poppy seed muffins and squashy leather sofas. Do they do frappes? They invented frappes. I will be coming back, though. We're definitely coming back. I just need some alone time. An hour. Give me an hour to think about how I would like this to be broadcast. Oh, I'm ringing this doorbell at 25 past one. Write a few notes down if you have to. It's your story and we'll tell it. Honestly. See you in an hour. Right. I'll have his car towed. And hers, if I can. Limerick. There once was a farmhand named Harris, whom nothing could ever embarrass. Whilst digging a moat, he tripped over a goat, and the hoe, it went straight up his arris. Hmm. I don't remember that one. Oh, yes, 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 this one. This was was, uh, from my collection, Ponies, Phonies and Alimonies. There once was a bride from Taiwan, who from the groom turned and she ran. Whilst looking in fear... He said, I'm sorry, my dear. It turns out I prefer the best man. (laughs) That happens more often than you might imagine, actually. They go from Don Juan to backdoor Deirdre before the ink's even dry on the invitations. This will be the last one, I promise. Hello, Hemel Hempstead's only existential bakery, waiting for Gateau, Marion 479 speaking. Can I help you? Yes, maybe we can dispense with the childish jokes now. If you want a black forest, you'll have to wait up to three days due to an unfortunate incident where Jessica, preoccupied with the notion her life was meaningless, had dropped it on the floor. Okay. Does she like the taste of Dettol? Because we haven't actually thrown it in the bin yet. I should have known. Yes, you should. It's quite stupid of you, really. Are you quite finished? Yes, that's it. I am. I'm finished. I was finished six years ago, so why are you still on the end of this receiver? Because no one's taken up the mantle. You're a mantle, not a single person. Does that not concern you? Does it not concern you at all? Tell me honestly, if you can be honest with me, why it all died? Why you appear to have let one of the most pure and most incredible emotions in our universe vanish from your life and to some extent ours too why have you done that everyone would like to understand yeah, so would I Julie you've sacrificed happiness people people and their happiness I'm not stopping them well, you're also not helping them Julie When you've been rejected by someone you thought you'd love forever, the first one, the one that's still perched on top of your heart, swinging their legs and waving excitedly to you, you... when your own parents separate, the two beings whose love you essentially are constructed from, when, when you divorce your spouse and sit opposite from them, their eyes seeming cold and strange, like you've never seen them before that moment... A huge table with men in suits and slick hair. And you decide. Decide how much to divide your memories up. And partners cheat. And families don't speak. And people lie and die and cry and scam and maim and kill. I'm alone, Julie. And I'm tired. I'm very, very tired of it. And I'm childless. Oh, I know you're okay. You keep popping them out. I mean, I read it in your column. I suppose you live in a shoe, do you? Six, is it? Six children and there's me with none. 
How is this a fair distribution, I wonder to myself? The world we inhabit at this moment is like a Beckett play, Julie. It's moments of absurdity, moments of black humour, and it is bleaker than we could have ever imagined. Romance fizzled out years ago with a whimper, but we reluctantly try to revive it. Do you notice how much we say the word love in this day and age? We love this TV show. We absolutely love that restaurant down the road. We love our friends. Well, I do not love anymore. I'm sorry, but I do not. And for that reason, I cannot care about people's happiness. They want happiness. They will discover what happiness is to them. Love will exist until it all implodes, but it doesn't exist in me. Now, if any of what I've just excreted from my mouth finds its way into print, we'll be having words, Julie. You have your scoop, your truth. Now, act like a human being and a genuine human being and you keep it to yourself. I hope you enjoy your retirement. Poem The First Moment by me The shimmer on the water reflects us both Our bond, our hope, our grace, our troth That silent shriek the stillness makes Here Aphrodite's shivers and shakes She warns of storms, of the tapestry's tears so hold my hand and shrug off all cares. These hot tears tumble from eyes who see all and yet see not. My wings spread, I soar through the memory, our joining, our lot. Can you hear my heart whilst you sleep? Do you watch my thoughts as I laugh and I weep? And can you feel the first moment we met? That is enough to save our flame, I bet. For beside you here stands a man painted blind, and he's the creature they all seek to find. My own one, all my life is given to you, for I am the soul that makes love come true. <laughs> can, you, can you believe that that was me? I'd like it all back, please. My youth and the love. I want it all back now, all wrapped up in one large Christmas present. I would really like to feel something. Oh, I fear I've, I've told you far too much. Naughty, naughty. Sitting there and allowing me to sink gins and lament like a spinster at a wedding, I, I hereby am known as the man. Unmarried, retired and living in Hemel Hempstead. Nobody to carry the flame above their heads now. It'll, it'll burn anyway. Never fear. Not with me, of course. Well, it has turned icy in here. Bit of a classic, that, wasn't it? Joe Dolce and Shut Up Your Face, requested by Liam in witness for his wife, Tiffany. 
They're out to a harvester tonight for a Valentine's meal, then off to the dogs in Manchester. Isn't that lovely, folks? Up next, Barry's back, and he's finally had his hernia done. Good job you went private, eh, Baz? He's here with the weather, and don't forget our competition is drawing to a close just before one o'clock. Could you be the lucky recipient of two tickets to an evening with Anthea Turner at Hunt Stanton? With complimentary canapes and a glass of Asti Spumanti. Find out after this. A wonderful little number, especially for Valentine's Day. Samaritans, can I help you? Um, I, I don't know, I, um... Would you like to tell me your name? I don't know if I want to. It's okay. Take all the time you have to. I don't even know what I called it. But I felt nothing. I just feel nothing. Are you having any suicidal thoughts? No. How can you think of dying when... It's all right. When I feel I haven't lived for years now. And why do you think you feel like that? Because I meant something once. My name is Cupid. That's who I am. Cupid. A retired Cupid. All my love disappeared. I've lost my love. Where did it fly away to? Was it carried away on the breeze? I want to feel love again. Please. Please, can you help me? Painted Blind by Adam Elms With Mike Goodenough as man, Ben Whitehead as all other male voices, and Ashley Maguire as all other female voices. Directed by David Beck. Sound recording and post-production by Joe Richardson. Visit wirelesstheatre.co.uk for more audio theatre.